This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The FBI hit job on Trump celebrated loudly by liberals and quietly by rhinos. I'll dive into that swampy mess. And then Brandon Tatum joins me with his take on the raid, the officer's charge in the Breonna Taylor case and more. And finally, Call me a conspiracy theorist, but I have an inkling this raid on DJT is even more manipulative and even more calculated than it appears. So I'll give you my final thoughts. It's my last day in my 20s and the show starts right now. Monday was a dark day in our nation's history. The almighty government weaponized against a political rival, against Donald Trump, and against all of us. Of all the things the FBI and the DOJ could be investigating, of all the threats to our nation they should be focusing on, they decide to send 30-plus agents to Mar-a-Lago in a sorry, worthless, and pathetic attempt to dig up dirt on a man they simply don't like? Make no mistake, this was all a calculated assault on true justice. And make no mistake, this isn't the first and it won't be the last time they pull some kind of cockamamie scheme like this. In fact, look no further than the Inflation Reduction Act, and I can give you 87,000 reasons why what happened on Monday should scare the hell out of every one of us. But the left, loudly, right along with the rhinos, quietly are salivating and celebrating it as if it's some kind of a victory. I mean, the reason you might buy tomorrow's paper is because if the world doesn't collapse into ash by then, your grandkids' grandkids someday are going to look at that old physical newspaper you were able to save from August 9th, 2022, and they are going to goggle at the thought of what your life must have been like. Can I just stop and just take a breath real quick? A former president's home has been searched now by a number of FBI agents. When you look at this in the view of sort of 30,000 feet and history, Maggie, I'll start with you. How big of a moment is this? Is this a moment we are all going to remember? Yes, we're all going to remember being together on this night because this is a night where you are going to remember where you were. It's Michael Cohen on Michael Cohen Reacts. All right, knock, knock. Who's there? The FBI, that's who's there. I hate to burst your bubbles and rain on your parade, but uh, the safe was empty, and this whole thing is only going to energize the so-called ultra-megas to dig in deeper. But my favorite reaction came from the self-righteous goon Eric Swalwell. Hey, Eric, those who live in fang-fang houses shall not throw stones, my friend. All of these folks are sick and twisted. Did they not realize when we take back Congress and then the White House, likely with Donald Trump again in 2024, that Republicans can turn right around and weaponize the same machine against them? Send the FBI to really investigate Swally Boy and his Chinese spy? Send the FBI to investigate Nancy's insider trading? Send the FBI to investigate Hunter and the big guy? Send the FBI to investigate the Clinton crime family or crooked Hillary herself or the Russia hoax? Witch hunt? Her campaign fueled? Is that how this is going to go now? Instead of protecting Americans and American interests, will the FBI and the DOJ now be primarily used for oppo research on political rivals? This whole thing is Watergate on crack. Be careful what you wish for, Democrats. This is going to come right back to bite you square in the ass. Bet on that. 
But up next, the one and only Officer Tatum joins me to sound off on the raid heard around the world and so much more. And I have a feeling he isn't going to hold back. That's next. Joining me now to dive into some hot topics is host of the Officer Tatum show and podcast, Brandon Tatum. All right, Brandon. So when I wanted to have you on, I thought we'll just talk about some law enforcement topics. And then, of course, the unprecedented raid on Mar-a-Lago happened. And I figured you probably had some thoughts on that. So I'm just going to wind you up and let you go on that one. Well, first of all, Tommy, thank you so much for having me on. I think it's absolutely repulsive and ridiculous that the FBI decided to raid a former president of the United States of America. And it appears to be uh, material related to the National Archive. That does not seem to be a crime that should necessitate an FBI tactical response. I think this is a complete hit job. They do not want Donald Trump to run for office. It's very clear. They waited to after CPAC that Donald Trump was declared to be the front runner for the GOP, and all of a sudden his house gets raided. And they, they want him to not have the opportunity to get in the office and challenge all of the ridiculous stuff that they've been doing. You think we're going to investigate January 6th again. We're going to have an investigation into all of these things that these leftists have done over this period of time that the half-dead man has been in office. We're going to do a, a full investigation. They cannot accept it. They cannot receive it. So they have to do everything they can. Even if it's illegal, they have to do everything they can to stop Donald Trump. Do you think it's going to work? Though, I mean, I haven't seen any kind of smoking gun, and I've been saying since this happened, they better have something. It better be good. It better not just be info or material for the National Archives. They better have been looking for something and found something amazing. Otherwise, I think they've got some explaining to do. But I think you're you're right. That's what they're trying to do is make it so he's unable to run again. What do you think the chances of that happening are? Well, I think it's, it's, it's highly unlikely that they're going to find anything here and they're going to prohibit a person from running for public office, or at least running for the president of the United States of America. Now, being in public positions are very different because there's a constitutional guideline uh, associated with the president of the United States, which is different than holding a public office in other areas. But I don't think they're going to be successful. But I don't think that their goal is to have Donald Trump to go to jail because they don't have any material. What they want to do is tie him up in litigation and have this be a burden over his head the entire time he's running for office in 2024. They did the same thing with Russia. There was no there there. There was no Russia collusion. We all knew from the very beginning that they lied, but they wanted to tie his presidency up with all of these investigations to hurt the image of Donald Trump with the American people. And I think that's the, the strategic plan that they're going to do moving forward. However, I think they've shaken the hornet's nest. They've poked the bear because a whole bunch of patriotic people are now more uh, vigorous about going out and supporting Trump than they were before. I want to know, I, I do think it's going to backfire as well, but who do you think was behind all of this? I have my theory. I, I still think Obama's in charge of the White House, quite frankly, so I think this has got Obama's fingerprints all over it, but who do you think made this call? I have no idea. You know, you hear about the judge that was supposedly uh, associated with Jeffrey Epstein, which which allowed them to have this warrant go forward, because what people may not realize is that the FBI themselves cannot, uh, I, I would say, verify a warrant or at least execute the warrant without a judge approval. So a judge had to approve this warrant to go forward and to uh, raid a former president's house. So I think that this judge may be in collusion with it. 
Other Democrats may be in collusion. The White House says that they had no idea that this was going to happen. That they have, you have to be out of your mind to believe that a former president's house is going to be raided. You have Secret Service that's consistently protecting the president, and somehow the executive branch don't know nothing about what's going on. That is impossible. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know exactly who's behind it. It's very confusing because we know. Uh, Joe Biden, he, he don't know up from down. He don't know if he's dead or alive. So he's definitely not running anything. Kamala Harris is busy cackling and she's she's half dead herself. So she don't know what's going on. I think that the Obamas, I think that the Clintons, I think that somehow the deep state machine that's associated with those two individuals or those families are behind what's going on now. And you saw that Hillary Clinton, make she's making merch now. Yeah. But her emails, taunting the United States of America for not prosecuting her for her crimes. Oh, Hillary. Yeah, Hillary, the one that took hammers to blackberries. But you're in law enforcement. You, you know this stuff well. Uh, there's a lot on the left now that are saying that those of us that are condemning what happened, now we are anti-law enforcement. Now we don't back the blue. They did the same thing with the January 6th. But can you explain to these ignoramuses how it's different for us to criticize this raid versus criticizing the officers on our streets? Because if there's anybody that can do it, I'm just going to, again, wind you up and let you go on that one. Well, Tommy, you hit the nail on the head. You know, there's certain law enforcement in our country that's protected by the left and some that are hated. If a law enforcement agency or a law enforcement officer does something that's illegal, all of us stand against that. I don't care what agency you are in. But when you have been weaponized by the federal government to go after your political opponents, that's a very different methodical strategy than a law enforcement officer on the streets shooting a person who presented themselves to be a deadly threat. Those are two different things. And it's not that we hate everybody in the FBI. It's just that people are being weaponized against political opponents. That is wrong. That strategy is wrong. Those who are in leadership are wrong. And I want that to be very clear. It's not that we don't like law enforcement. January 6th officers, the ones who stood the line, and if people were assaulting them, those individuals are wrong for assaulting uh, uh, Capitol Police officers. However, there was those who let people in the back door and all of the other things that we've seen. The one who shot Ashley Babbitt. I mean, those things are unacceptable. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can see that there is a wrong happening and we can call that out for what it is. That don't mean we condemn everybody in the profession. It's just that we do know that they're being used strategically to go after political opponents. Well, that moves perfectly to my next topic, the, another one I know you're pretty fired up about that I thought would maybe get a little bit more news, but it was at the tail end of last week, the whole thing about the uh, four current and former officers federally charged in the raid that killed Breonna Taylor. So the charges include civil rights violations, conspiracy, use of excessive force offenses, and obstruction. But the big accusation here is that three of these officers lied to get the search warrant that led to the search of Taylor's apartment, and then they covered it up, that they included false information that Breonna Taylor was connected to the alleged drug trafficking, that she was receiving mail on behalf of her drug-dealing ex-boyfriend. The whole charge here is that those officers essentially made that up. What do you think about that charge? Yeah, first of all, I, I, when I looked at the affidavit, it, it appears that there is at least two out of the three, which was a sergeant, a detective, and an officer that appeared to have fabricated information on that warrant. And I think that that's wrong, and I hope they go to prison over it. However, if you look at the totality of circumstances, there's a 40 page document that I have on uh, the TatumReport.com, 40 pages of investigatory information about Breonna Taylor. Although I think that the officers were wrong for adding um, extras on a warrant, which they had plenty of probable cause to get a warrant on her house anyway. 
Although they added extras, I think they were wrong. But people need to understand that there was so much evidence with Breonna Taylor being associated with Jamarcus Glover, who was the 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 uh, um, I would say the head person that they were going after, that they didn't have to lie. And I've talked to people very close to this case, and they say that you know it is embarrassing that they did that because they they have now tainted an investigation that was foolproof outside of stupidity from a few officers. But you know it, it was. Breonna Taylor was knee deep in a criminal enterprise with Jamarcus Glover. It is clear as the noonday sun on a document that I was speaking about. Jailhouse phone call records transcribed. You can listen to them talking in a jailhouse phone call. Breonna bailed Jamarcus Glover out of prison after he was uh, arrested for drugs and guns. He was seen on pole cam leaving her house with mail. She was seen at the trap house in her car. They were associated. That was her ex-boyfriend. And, and, let me just explain the warrant process for people. There are warrants for multiple locations, and Breonna Taylor's house was just one. There's what we call a no-knock warrant exception, and then there's a non-no-knock warrant. So these warrants that were put out there, they were able to obtain a no-knock exception for every warrant. Why did they get no-knock exceptions? It wasn't for Breonna Taylor. It's because Jamarcus Glover was such a dangerous individual that if they found him in any one of those locations, they needed to reserve the right to do a no-knock warrant and use the SWAT team to get him into custody. Breonna Taylor was a low-level criminal in the criminal enterprise. That's why the police officers knocked and announced at her door and they did not do a no-knock exception. Unfortunately, her boyfriend decided that he's going to shoot the cops after they announced he even came to the door and, and, and made mention, who is it? because he heard them, them speaking. He heard them knocking on the door and he ended up getting out of bed. She was out of the bed with him. He shot at the police officers when they came in, they returned fire. Unfortunately, Breonna Taylor was killed. They want to act as if Breonna was not involved. That's my biggest problem. You could call out those officers who fabricated information on the warrant, but don't lie and say that Breonna Taylor wasn't involved. Don't lie and say the cops conducted a no-knock warrant and that was not true. And don't lie and say that she was unjustifiably shot because cops have the right to return fire and defend their lives if someone is shooting at them. So all of those things can be true at the same time. People just need to get the record straight. I'm so glad that you brought that up because to this day, the left is still saying that she was shot while she was asleep. They are still saying that. And then they're also saying another one of those things they like to throw at us because they like to try to, to get a gotcha moment on Republicans and Second Amendment supporters. They like to say, oh, you know, they, if people were barging in, it, didn't her boyfriend have the right to, to actually shoot at somebody that he thought was burglarizing the apartment? That is still the narrative they're going with, Brandon, is that the police just rushed in, started shooting, and her boyfriend was startled, so he returned fire. He thought they were being burglarized. It's not the truth. But they're getting away with passing that off as the truth. How? It, yeah, because, you know, we do a bad job on our side of, of, of making sure we disseminate information properly. And when I say our side in law enforcement, because law enforcement officers knew already what really happened, but they couldn't disseminate that information faster than the lie. It's clear that Breonna Taylor wasn't sleeping in her bed. She was found dead in the hallway. So how you sleep in your bed and somehow you hover over to the hallway with gunshot wounds? That's not going to happen. It's not true. But people often like to say, well, he was a legal gun owner and all that stuff. You know, the funny thing is, is that a lot of people are legal gun owners until they commit felony crimes or they caught committing felony crimes. I have the information. We have the documentation. Her boyfriend, Walker, was, was involved in all this stuff, too. They just didn't catch him yet. So this guy is coming to the door, shooting blindly, pretty much he's shooting blindly at the door because you know what? They thought that this was probably individuals that were coming to shake them down for drugs and money. 
It's no way. What other reason is he doing that? Why? Uh, what other reason are you paranoid when you hear people yelling police at the front door? And people don't understand the dope game. He, they yelling police at the door. He probably didn't believe them because criminals do the exact same thing. When they want to do a home invasion, they'll beat the door down. They'll say, police, 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 to get you to open the door. And then they tie you up, bound you, kill you, and steal your drugs. And a lot of people like to say this. They say, well, there was no drugs found. Well, we don't know if they flushed drugs. Because after Breonna Taylor was shot, he didn't come to the door. Police weren't able to get in for almost 15 minutes. So he could have been flushing drugs at the time. We don't know what he did in there by himself, cowering for 15 minutes before law enforcement got into the got into the, the location. So, you know, we we, we got to be stronger about our convictions. You know, this woman was, you know, unfortunately killed, but she was involved in a criminal enterprise. And the officers did exactly what they were supposed to do. And I want to make this point about no-knock warrants. If they had conducted a no-knock warrant on Breonna Taylor's house, she would still be alive today because they conducted a no-knock warrant on the trap house, which allowed him to the speed and surprise to not be shot by assailants. They were able to get in, make arrests before they knew what happened. That's the beauty of no-knock warrants and a no-knock exception. That's why people do it all over the country. When I was on the SWAT team, all we did was no-knock exceptions, and nobody got killed, nobody got hurt, because we were tactically inclined and we did the things that made everybody safe. Now, I just want people to understand that because people are afraid of no-knock warrants, but when you look at the totality of how they're exercised and how they're executed by SWAT teams, it's a lot safer than dealing with criminals and you knocking an ounce. I'm glad you brought that up, too. And I, I've watched you talk about this ever since this case was unfolding. People are still saying that it was a, a no-knock, and, and people are still saying we need to get rid of no-knock warrants. That's something that's been uh, put by those that want some kind of a police reform. Again, thank you for breaking that all down. It's so important for our listeners to hear that so that they can have the tools to discuss this. Because oftentimes when you're dealing with a situation that involves race, that involves a really emotionally charged issue, those that actually have the facts don't want to share the facts because they don't want to be called a racist. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks for laying down the law and bringing some reality to the situation. And please come back anytime you like because I always like talking to you. Thank you, Tommy, and you have an excellent show. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, and don't forget, guys, you can get exclusive content as well as the full show on Outkick.com. We're also streaming on socials, but now you can watch the show right on our website, so make sure you check it out, Outkick.com. But up next, the raid on Donald Trump will not deter his supporters. In fact, it will only galvanize them. Could that actually be part of the plan? Stick with me, and I'll explain because my final thoughts are next. If the Democrats were hoping the hit job on Mar-a-Lago would end Trump's political career, they are sadly mistaken. But maybe, just maybe, they aren't so stupid after all. I'll tell you my theory because it's time for Final Thoughts. So I've had a little time to digest that BS raid on Mar-a-Lago, and I've come to the conclusion the Democrats and rhinos of the right might be even more slimy, calculated, and diabolical than I initially thought. Initially, and still partly do, I thought those behind it were hoping to end Trump's political career and 2024 ambitions, that another scandal would be the kill shot in the mega movement. But after really thinking it over and considering how evil yet incredibly and meticulously calculated the left is, another theory dawned on me. Though they may have been living on the prayer they'd stumble upon and find a mystical smoking gun, I don't think that's why they did it. In fact, I think they knew the unprecedented move would only galvanize more support for Trump, and maybe, just maybe, they're okay with that. 
Why on earth, you ask? Well, as much as I do firmly believe they're terrified of taking on Trump in 2024, both the Democrats and the rhinos, I believe they are more terrified of this man. Stay with me on this. Up until this raid, it was starting to look like the mega movement was coalescing around Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. After all, DeSantis is a highly approved of governor, a political bulldog, a strong speaker, and a kick-ass leader without all the baggage, scandal, and controversy of Trump, precisely why he poses a huge threat to Democrats. I'm starting to think the left is actually coaxing Trump into announcing before the midterms so they can use that as a November talking point and even more so divide the GOP into two camps, Trump versus DeSantis. That split in our party would be damn near debilitating and is perhaps the only thing that could save the White House for Democrats. Not for Joe, he'll be in the nursing home by then, but likely Gavin Newsom. Are they trying to trick us into infighting by firing up Trump supporters? I think so, and I think many of us are already taking that bait. Look, I'd like to see Ron or Don win in 2024, but I have a strong feeling DeSantis is the shoe-in without any liability. It's something to think about, and I say that as a vocal and longtime Trump supporter who will forever be grateful and indebted to Trump for all he did and all he does. I just think we need to play this smart and not fall into any emotional landmines rigged up by the slimy left. Stay vigilant and stay smart, my friends. Those are my final thoughts. And don't forget, you can catch the full show on OutKick.com as well as our socials, but more exclusive content on OutKick.com. From Nashville, God bless and take care.